And we are live. This is the Wrap It Up Bomb Blast Raps post-game show. As always, my name is Sheldon Alexander, and your Toronto Raptors are the team the Houston Rockets have been waiting for. As the Rockets' 20-game losing streak is over, as they defeat the Toronto Raptors 117-99. to Raptors fans, I know y'all need this one, so I'm glad to have you wherever you guys are streaming this, whether you are live on Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, YouTube. We got all the streams up right now because you need it, Raptors fans. And I'm going to be honest, you know, things are a little odd. Things are a little weird right now because I'm trying to figure out, like, I'm stunned. I'm stunned. And there were friends that I was talking to earlier, co-workers I was talking to earlier. And I didn't really think that the Raptors were going to lose this game. I thought if there was a game that the Raptors would snap out of it, it would be against the Houston Rockets. When I saw that Victor Oladipo was not going to play, I thought the Raptors could win this game. And they would end their streak. And I'll be honest, the Raptors, I still thought, that even if they won this game, it's still like a terrible position for them to be in because they're not doing well this season. The playoffs are are fading. And after losing to the Cavs, like to me, if there is going to be a sign of hope for this season and making the playoffs, it was going to be you needed to get both of the games between the Cleveland game and the Rockets game. So after the Raptors lose to the, to the Cavs and the way they lost to the Cavs, Oof. My thoughts of the playoffs were over at that point. I still thought, though, they would beat the Houston Rockets. Just out of sheer... If there's a, a shred left of that championship DNA, you know, they weren't going to let the Rockets' 20-game losing streak end to the Raps as the Raps continue their 9-game losing streak. But here we are. John Wall's first triple-double since March 17th. 2016. It's a long time ago. I had to remind myself it's 2021. It's a long time ago, friends. I'm stunned. I'm stunned the Raptors lost this game. Not because I thought that if they won this game, oh, they're turning around the season. I just thought, you know, they're in trouble. And I'll be honest, the first sign. So I've been watching a lot of post-game clips, full pressers. From the Toronto Raptors. Now. After last night's game against the Cavs. The vibes were weird. I messaged a bunch of friends actually. And were just kind of like. Yo something seems off. Something seems super messed up. Just because the way that these guys were talking. After last night's game. It's like they were losing confidence. They were still talking. You know like. Freddie, and first off, if you're a Raptors fan and you you definitely should listen to Fred Van Fleet speak every night. My guy gives great interviews. He gives real interviews. He is very careful, but also, you know, he says something, but he doesn't like, he's not just trying to say stuff for sound bites, if that makes sense. Very thoughtful, very thorough in his answers. And after them blatantly getting punked off 
And it's funny because I came on this podcast last night hesitant to say that I thought how much the Raptors got punked. And I, I, I went in, I said that Colin Sexton dissed them, but I, I kind of held back. Not going to lie. And then I watched the post game and Freddie was like, nah, <laughs> Freddie wasn't having that. Freddie was very honest in saying that Colin Sexton gave them the business. And you could hear him talk about the response from the locker room. You could hear even Kyle. I think one of the questions to Kyle was, is there a sense of urgency right now in the room? And Kyle said, you know what? I'm going to be honest. I'm not sure. I thought that question was, that answer, pardon me, was very weird. There were also comments in last night's postgame, after the Cavs' loss, in which, to me, it seemed that Fred Van Fleet was insinuating, and this is me reading between the lines, because he didn't say this, but he did say, I'm not going to get into what's going on in the room, I'm not going to, like, I'm not going to bring you in the room or anything, but... He referenced the fact that them winning the championship, they've been through a lot of things, they've gotten to the pinnacle of basketball, and they're realizing now how hard it is to try and flick a switch. And they're realizing that they can't do that. And that's a tough thing to come to a conclusion of. And just talking about effort, and he said, hey, if you're, if you're going home and you know you left everything on the floor and you can sleep at night, cool. But if not... You got to reevaluate some things. And I don't know who he's talking about. I'm not going to publicly guess who he's talking about. But I'll say this. If you're paying attention, signs are pointing in a certain direction. I'll say that much. Something's up. And Kyle seems like he is peaceful in the chaos that's going on right now. Right, He's very, I don't want to say jovial, but he's pleasant. And you would assume that Kyle Lowry would not be pleasant in this current situation. This is where I remind you all that the trade deadline is on. And if you're the Toronto Raptors, you've lost nine straight games. If you're the Toronto Raptors, your record is now 17-26. and 26. Again, 17 and 26. The Houston Rockets, who have just lost 20 games in a row before tonight's game, their record is 12 and 30. Quick maths tell me <laughs> that the Houston Rockets, who have lost 20 games in a row, finally getting a win. The Raptors are barely ahead of them. I say that for some perspective as we lead into this trade deadline. Because I think it's becoming more and more apparent, as sad as it sounds, because we all had a great ride and enjoyed the great ride that it was, but I think the signs are all pointing in one direction as we near to this trade deadline. And it's funny, for, for some reason, as we were starting this pod, boys to men, it's so hard to say goodbye to yesterday was the song that was in my head. <laughs> I don't know why. I think it was a bit we used to do on Tim and Sid back in the day. I feel like that's a thing. I don't know. But that's what's in my head right now. This is the end of this Raptors run. This is the end of this Raptors era. And if you go back to the start of the year on our pod, we were talking about the fact that 
Serge and Mark leaving, right? Even if they stayed, would this team be better? Yes, but it'd be marginal. You still, you're still not a top team in the East. You're still not making waves in the Eastern Conference. It was time to kind of look forward to the next generation of this team. And the way that things are going right now, it couldn't be more apparent. And it sucks to say, because we all enjoyed the ride. That's the thing. We all enjoyed the ride. That's just where my head's at at this point, because if you look at what the Raptors' upcoming schedule is, and remember, this is where I remind you, they just blew games to the Cleveland Cavaliers and to the Houston Rockets. That was a pregnant pause to emphasize the fact that the Houston Rockets had lost 20 games in a row. Do you know how hard it is to lose 20 games in a row? That's difficult. And Victor Oladipo didn't even play in this game. So the reason I'm saying this is because as the Raptors losing streak now sits at nine games, up next they have the Denver Nuggets on Wednesday. Friday they're playing the Phoenix Suns. Sunday they're playing the Portland Trailblazers. Those are three tough games in a row. Three tough games. Another belt next weekend where it's going to be a Friday, Sunday, Monday. So you're going, you play Denver on Wednesday, Friday's Phoenix, Sunday's Portland, Monday's Detroit. By the time they face Dwayne Casey and company, it's not that far-fetched that this losing streak could be into the double digits. But in between that point, right after the Denver game on Wednesday, is the aforementioned trade deadline. And I guess we we can we got to start this conversation now. So please, if you're listening to this podcast live, send in your comments and questions because we want to know what you think. What do you think of this Raptors team as we head into the deadline? What should the move be? Because I know they're quote-unquote healthy, like everyone's back. OG didn't play tonight because they were resting him. Second night of a back-to-back. But this, this is not good. This is not good. I think if you can get assets for Kyle Lowry or for Norman Powell, I think you do it. I don't, I don't see much of a point in leaving that opportunity on the table to maybe scratch and claw your way into the play-in tournament. I don't know if that makes sense. And it, it's weird because I can't believe I'm saying this about this Raptors team, but this is just where we're at. This is the reality of the situation of where we're at right now, where your Toronto Raptors have been struggling so bad. And I just realized I just turned on the Instagram feed as I'm what? About 10 minutes into this podcast. <laughs> Apologies to my peeps on Instagram. But I just looked up and noticed that. But don't worry. You can watch the full pod on YouTube. You can watch the full pod wherever you get your podcasts on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or the aforementioned YouTube. But you know what? This is just in time for me to, I'll quickly go through what happened in this game. And there's not much to really say because let's, I, I'm going to keep it a buck. The Raptors just got flat out beaten this game. Early on, the Raps were scoring very easily. But when you're playing that loose with a team who struggles like the Houston Rockets and you allow them to also get up and down because you're not playing much defense either, they start to feel good. And 
give Paul Watson credit early. He's getting minutes, continuing to get minutes. And he was hitting back-to-back threes early on. And then Aaron Baines. As we uh, say goodbye to this Raptors era, (laughs) the reminder of Serge and Mark, and then watching Aaron Baines. Man. Like, I didn't think Aaron Baines was, you know, going to be, like he was going to fully replace Serge or fully replace Mark or be better than them. I didn't think that. I thought he could make up some of what they did. But it hasn't even been close. And in that first quarter, when my guy missed that dunk, and then a few possessions later, he like threw it out of bounds to nobody. The Aaron Baines experiment is one of the biggest misses of this era of the Raptors. It's it's baffling sometimes when you watch this guy. And you got to think, on the broadcast, you're hearing Leo say, like Aaron Baines, like calling him out for his terrible play. That takes a lot. Anyways, Raptors 7-0 run right before the half. Or sorry, the Rockets go on a 7-0 run. And right before the half, you got John Wall driving to the bucket and doing spinning layups. You got Daniel House Jr. hitting midcourt three-pointers. The Rockets were in control of this game until Freddie, I mean, who else would it be at this point? We know who it's going to be. It's Fred Van Fleet, who... Even if they're going to take L's, my guy's going to go down fighting. And he talked about it. You know, what are you going to do when the times are tough? That's what he was talking about in the post game last night. I'm sure you're going to hear much of the same and they're going to be dejected because you could see it with them after last night's game against the Cavs. And so you could only expect to hear the same this time around because Freddie was talking about the fact of what do you what do you do in this moment? That's when you really see who you are. Right? In the tough times. How are you going to react to that? And man, it's going to get really ugly. And yes, even more ugly than a nine-game losing streak. So once John Wall was hitting those spinning layups, I was worried. But Freddie and had a fight. They had the game kind of close. Freddie then went to the bench. Rockets make another run. Bembry got tossed. That led to free throws and extra possessions. For the Rockets, next thing you know, lead was back up to 10. Then you're seeing Pascal and Kyle trip over each other. Pascal's missing point-blank layups. The last thing I wrote down was a 20-5 to run, and that run continued. But the very last thing I wrote down after Kyle and Pascal tripped over each other and fell on each other was the Rockets were on a 20-5 to run. That was the ballgame. Just a pathetic performance by the Toronto Raptors. And it's it's kind of crazy, but I was saying to someone at work today, talking about the fact of a 20-game losing streak and what that would be like. I'm like high-strung off of a nine-game losing streak coming here and talking about it after every single game. I can't imagine a 20-game losing streak. I could tell you if this if this losing streak got up to 20, I'm not doing a podcast after every game. I'd have to do something to change the mojo up just for myself. Because <laughs> that's a lot of negativity to be talking about and focusing about. And where we're at at this point, at nine games, oof, if not for a trade deadline looming, that's the only thing saving me still doing this podcast right now. Because there's enough juice to still talk about. But at a certain point, you might as well turn over the keys and, and let Malachi get some run to see what you really have. To get... 
Terrence Davis some more runs. See what you really have. Let Boucher fully cook. Pull the plug on the Baines experiment and just let Boucher get like 30 plus minutes a night. Why not? Why not? Because at the end of the day, Pascal and Fred, we know what they're coming back from. And if Pascal and Fred or even OG are still, you know, you're going to be, it's going to be tough for them coming back. And if they're battling something or if they're struggling with it, what's the point in trying to make them play through something that, you know, is the reason that we're in a global pandemic? Like, really think about that for a second. So all I'm saying here is this is a moment right now for this Raptors team that is going to change things. I really see that at the end of this week, we could be looking at a completely different situation here. What's going to be the future? Can this team be bad enough to get into the Cade Cunningham sweepstakes? People are going to be so much focused in on like trying to guess which random person in March Madness, you know, is going to have a good, a hot weekend. So maybe someone can jump up the, the power rankings of the draft boards. There's just so much. I don't know. It's crazy. Everyone Shams is reporting, you know, where's Kyle going to go? Rumors of Philly or Miami. And if you're talking about you can get Tyler Hero for Kyle Lowry leaving, you obviously do that. Right? If I mean, I'm trying to get if you could tell me we could get Precious and maybe Tyler Hero, definitely in on that. Pat Riley's a ninja, though, so who knows what's going to go down there. There's a couple days left. The reason why I've held off so much from doing a lot of the trade talk was because I didn't want to talk about it for weeks and weeks and weeks because there's so many rumors and speculation, and who knows what's true, who knows what's not, who knows who's just posturing in the media. But we're here. We are here, my friends. And I'm also going to say this, the real ones that listen to this pod and been listening from the beginning of the season know exactly what I'm talking about. But at the start of the year, I sat in this same spot and we're talking about the expectations for the Raptors this season. Actually, I wasn't in the same spot. Uh, I'll make the joke of, I was sitting at a different corner of the set, the set being my living room, but whatever. And I was talking to Mr. Andrew Webster, and we were discussing our expectations for the Raptors this season. And I stress that if the Raptors avoided the play-in tournament, that would be a huge success for this season. And people mocked me. <laughs> people told me I was a hater. People said, why are you always rooting against the Raps? And I tried to explain to them, I would love to be wrong. I do a Raptors podcast. It's way better when they're winning. Do you know how I know? Because they won the championship the first year we did it. And that was a lot of fun. So I'm not rooting for the Raptors to lose. It's just I was worried about their depth from the get-go. And how difficult it would be on top of dealing with the depth issues, dealing with playing all road games. And so you're playing all road games you have a lack of depth, and you look at a number like the Raptors are last in the NBA with a 1-8 and eight record on the second night of back-to-backs. Why does that happen? Because you have no depth. 
That's just the reality of the situation. That's where they're at. That's what I thought from the get-go. And here we are. It's it's tough, right? And it's funny to think about now just, you know, how crazy it sounded. Just avoid the play-in tournament. And everyone thought that sounded crazy. And now people would be salivating to be in ninth place right now. Forget about sixth. But also, there's a solid conversation about, oh, what would you give up for James Harden? And there were a lot of people telling on themselves, a lot of people telling on themselves with their James Harden takes. And that's okay. It's just now you know who you should be listening to and who's really out here watching ball and who's not really watching ball. And again, that's okay. It's just choose wisely, as I always say. Because there are a lot of people that kind of, you know, poo-pooed on the idea of trading Pascal Siakam. It's just weird. If we go back to December. It was crazy when you think about it now, the things that people were saying. But hey, here we are, and all you can deal with is the future now. And what is that future? We will find out very soon. But I want to hear from all of you. What do you guys think the Raptors should do at this deadline? How are you feeling about the season right now? Is, I mean, I was going to say, is this rock bottom? I think it's pretty obvious it's rock bottom. As you just lost to the Houston Rockets and ended their 20-game losing streak while you're on a 9-game losing streak. Currently have the longest losing streak in all of basketball. It's not a good place to be. So I'm going to I'm gonna go through some comments here. And, and I feel like we need this therapy session. So I'll read a lot of the comments. Glow Girl Smile says, Not surprised that the Rockets would break their losing streak, beating the Raptors with the way things are going. On a positive note, Freddie has tied the franchise record for consecutive threes in a game. Sure. Silver linings. I guess we need that at this point. This is true. This account, Let's Talk Raps, says, I came into this chat last night and said the Raps were going to lose this game. That's fair. I do remember that. I do remember that. More comments. Freddie showed his leadership in the third, trying to take over. He played heavy minutes since his return, and he's not yet 100%. The momentum switch when Bembry was ejected. He should have kept his cool, especially since he hasn't been getting minutes. The weird thing is, I don't even know what really happened. Because they didn't really see it. You could see that he was arguing because he thought he got fouled. But as the play went back down the other end of the court, and they went to commercial break when they came back, the only thing they showed was Bembry leaving the court. So who knows what happened? We know that sometimes there's the magic words that you can say to a ref. And that's about it. That'll get the job done in terms of getting you tossed. Just not a good look. Owen says, everyone is talking about Dimwitty and the Hornet. And sorry, talking about Dimwitty and Holmes right now. But if we can trade for them, do you think the Blue Jays would let us borrow Vladimir Guerrero Jr.? He would add some more pop to the bench. I mean, there's a lot of people that would add some pop to the Raptors bench right now. I don't know what Vladdy's game is like. Does Vladdy strike you as a baller? I don't know. Vladdy has a jump shot. What's that corner three look like? Or is he more of a post player? <laughs> Leandro says, I never thought that the Raptors would actually get me to fall. Oh, sorry. Pardon me. Let me start this over because this is a great comment. I'm tired. That's why I'm, I've noticed the last two nights I'm messing up reading the comments and it's because I'm very tired. 
Like, yeah, I won't get into it, but I'm very tired. Leandro says, I never thought that the Raptors would actually get me to feel what I felt when Brazil lost 7-1 to to Germany. This one hurt to watch. Oof, that's a tough one. 7-1, I do remember watching that game. But I didn't have, uh, like I was just watching as a fan. I didn't have a bias, I didn't have a rooting interest in that game. But 7-1, that's a tough one. Aisha says, I'm tired of watching this fake comeback runs within these games. Raps can't close the deal. On a separate note, very happy for the Rockets. That's an interesting point. And you saw Nick Nurse make sure he went over and dapped up uh, Paul Silas's son. Why am I drawing a blank in terms of what his name is? I'm drawing such a blank right now. Steven Silas. Wow. Steven Silas last night, if you didn't see his press game, his press game, his post-game press conference. They lost a tough game at the buzzer last night in OKC. John Wall had a couple chances to win the game. First, he got blocked by our Canadian brethren, Mr. Dort. Then John Wall missed a three, and that extended the Rockets' losing streak to 20 games last night. And during that post-game, he was asked, you know, just it, does he think that the losing streak is wearing on him on, and the team? My guy took a very long pause, then took a very deep breath, and just simply said, yes. And you watch that video, because that pause, I don't know how long he paused for, but it seemed like at least a five-second, seven-seconder. And then you heard the deep sigh, and just a faint, yes, that man looked like he was defeated and what a tough spot he's been put in because he gets this job and you know you think you're taking a job in which you have your coaching Russell Westbrook and James Harden and your first NBA job that you've put in a lot of work and you you did a lot to get there and as soon as you get there everybody's out that's a tough spot a very tough spot and you know he talked about a bunch of different coaches around the league reaching out for him and reaching out to him and just, you know, saying that they, they feel his pain. They're, they're in that, you know, the coaching fraternity is, is a, it's a secret society. All we ask is trust, right? But for all of them, they mentioned it. Leo was talking about it during the game. Just all the coaches that reached out to him. And if you haven't seen the video, you can look it up online. And my guy just looked sad. And that video seemed to travel. Cause I swear I even saw like TMZ's account tweeted out. So that's when you know it's getting traction, right? Let me get to some more comments, though. Where are we going here? YouTube, what's going on? <laughs> I see a simple dang. That's funny. Uh, let's see, where do we got? D-Link says, not a Raptors fan, but I enjoy some of the players, Lowry and Pascal, and you diehards don't deserve this level of pathetic play these past three weeks. Oof. Uh, someone's asking if I'm stunned, really. It, it, I'm not stunned at the outcome. I'm more stunned at the process. I'm stunned by processing this whole thing, if that makes sense. Like, I didn't expect them to go out like this. I thought it'd be more injury-based, you know, when they're just struggling with injuries. And yes, I know they kind of are, but oof. Fly Miss says, remember when I was laughing at people earlier this season for saying we should tank? Ha 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 ha, joke's on me. 
Hey, at least you're honest, right? At least you're honest. Elijah says, I don't think we should tank. We should trade or tank because we are at a rough patch right now. This could be, this team could be a good team. We're just beating ourselves. Main goal is to just fight until the end of the season. I mean, hey, I respect your positive vibes, my dude. I respect your positive vibes. And says, I just, I think we just did the Rockets a solid. <laughs> that's, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, more comments. Don't worry, Raptors going to win a championship in... I'm not even going to, come on, man. That's a disrespect right there. I'm not even reading that full comment. That's a disrespect. Hubert just says, Kyle is out. I mean, wow. Hubert says, he also says, we ain't beating Brooklyn. I guess that's a talk of if you were to win the play-in round and then you're facing either Brooklyn or the Sixers, it would appear. That would be a tough one. That would be a very tough one. More comments, though. As much as it hurts, I think we need to trade Powell. Uh, trade Powell or just Lowry. I mean, it will hurt to I think as simply as it sounds, the most basic way to look at it in terms of trading Kyle and uh, Norm is chances are they're probably not coming back in the offseason. So the only reason you would hold on to them or lie would be you still think that you can maybe make some noise for the rest of this season. Because if you're not going to re-sign Norm, and Norm might have priced himself out with this run that he recently had, right? Like how much are you going to want to pay Norm? I just think if you look forward to what's going on here, chances are Norm's out, chances are Kyle's out at the end of the season, so why not get some form of assets for them on the way out? Just my opinion, just what I'm thinking. Azim says, if Kyle goes to Miami, I'm going to root for them. I wonder if at that point, will a lot of Raptors fans do that? Will a lot of Raptors fans decide that they're going to try to go and root for the Miami Heat or the Sixers where if Kyle gets traded there? I'd assume so. I would assume so. Jody says, as a basketball fan of multiple teams, including Toronto, I have to admit, Raps games ain't fun to watch. It's been a tough few weeks. K2's Garnett, our bench is super trash. No one plays with heart. Masai really had it all in for Giannis. Yeah. Really tried to play both games, and it didn't work. It didn't work. Uh, more from my guy, K2's Garnett. I was disappointed in Paul Watson. He's supposed to be nice and he gets an opportunity and he plays too passive. The end of the season, if that is the case of what ends up happening in terms of everyone going to um, like everyone making moves and Powell and, and Kyle being gone, you got to just see what you got with some of these bench guys. Let Matt Thomas play. Let Terrence Davis play. Let Paul Watson play. Of course, Malachi you might as well. You might as well. Here's an interesting comment. It says, as much as Fred scores, his offense isn't repeatable. He's taking threes from way beyond the three-point line. That's not consistent offense. Fred is a sixth man at best. At least no one can argue now that Powell 
and Lowry have to be traded for assets. So I'll start with the first part there. Or let me start with the second part. I would say that most people sh would agree now that if you can get assets for Kyle and Norm, you probably got to do it. Because this team isn't looking like it's something that you should be holding on to in this season. It just doesn't. Now, the first part of that question, Fred, I mean, is Freddie a starting point guard in the NBA? I say yes. Um, I think the issue is you need more around him. I still think he's a very good point guard. I think he can be a starter. I just think the, the Raptors don't have depth. So the pressure is on Freddie to do a little too much night in, night out. And that's when it gets depressing. That's where you see him forcing deep threes. Because in his mind right now, if he doesn't get to 20 points, the Raptors don't have a chance to win. And that's tough. Because you have to remember, the other strength of Fred's game is playing great defense. And the same thing goes really for the rest of this rap the other Raptors stars, if you really think about it. You've asked Pascal to take on so much of a scoring load. And with that, He's lost a lot of the defense. It's just, it's tough. It's tough. It's tough. When you, you're moving up levels and you're taking on more responsibility, it's tough. And there's a learning curve. And the Raptors, they're struggling. They are definitely struggling. Let me keep going, though, and see what else is going on in the chat. There's so many comments. Uh, not rock bottom yet. Wait till we play the West teams and see where we are, where, where we end up. That's a tough one. Uh, Ben says Raptors fans will love Duncan Robinson and precious Achua. Hey, if that's the case, definitely we'll take that deal. Why not? Sharpshooter like Duncan Robinson and precious seems to be a solid, you know, post player, just, Someone on the glass to get rebounds, be a rim protector, energy guy. Sure, why not? <laughs> WC says getting out of the first round would be a surprise. It's a transition period for the Raptors and the shifting landscape in the East. Azim says, oh, I just lost that comment. Oh, depth is definitely one of the issues along with rebounding and the center spot. This team doesn't have the correct assets to address that without trading a key piece. Uh, Harjeep says, Lowry going to the Heat would be sad and that team would be exciting. I mean, I, I'm i not mad at the Miami Heat. I was talking about the Miami Heat from last season about how good I thought they were. Adding Kyle Lowry is just extra insurance again for... Um, Goran Dragic because we saw how important Dragic was to their operation and just adding Lowry gives them extra depth and obviously a veteran presence a guy who's been there before he's not going to be shook in the moment he's a guy you want in the foxhole with someone else like Jimmy Butler and obviously we know they have a relationship so that'd be interesting for sure Def and I wonder if you're Kyle Lowry I don't know if he has a say in this like in terms of exactly where he goes or if he has a list or something like that. But I wonder if Kyle had his choice and he was honest about it, where he would rather go. Would he rather go to Philly or would he rather go to Miami? Where would you guys think, Kyle, if you were Kyle, where would you rather go? Flymiss says, 
Uh, the Clippers better not take any more of our players. I'm not with the, them building the Raptors 2.0 out there. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't think we got to worry about that. I, I don't think they have the assets to try to even get Kyle or try to get anyone. So nothing to worry about there. Phoenix Plays says, trade Lowry and Norm for picks and some young assets, retool next season, and let Siakam, OG, Freddie, and the young ones develop and have them ISO a lot and then develop develop and try to get Mobley. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot there. There's a lot there. I think you got to do that. Right? You got to try to get as many draft assets as possible and trust your your scouting department, try to, you know, work some magic with some trades, bring in a couple free agent bigs, and maybe you turn this thing around. Maybe you turn things around next week. Uh, more comments, though. I think Masai is going to be given a choice where he wants to go. Um, are we talking about is Masai leaving? I am still wondering why Masai Ujiri is not signed. I do find that very weird. I don't know. We haven't heard much about it. And I would be left to assume that it's got to be Masai that's waiting for whatever reason. Because I would assume or I would hope that MLSE is kind of like... Yeah, whatever you want, Masai. Here's a blank piece of paper. Just sign for whatever. I would assume that's it. But I don't know. I don't know. But either way, Raptors fans, a tough, tough night. As your Toronto Raptors fall, 117-99. to Again, 117-99 to the Houston Rockets. And I chuckle... Because the Houston Rockets end a 20-game losing streak. Again, the Rockets end a 20-game losing streak while also extending extending the Raptors' losing streak to nine games. And if I'm not mistaken, this is the longest Raptors' losing streak since 2012. If I'm not mistaken. 2012 is a long time ago. We're in 2011. It's sad to say, but I think this era of the Toronto Raptors is over, friends. It was a good time. But either way, we'll still be here on the Wrap It Up podcast. Your only live and interactive Toronto Raptors post-game show. Coming to you wherever. Online. On Twitter. On Twitch. On YouTube. On Instagram. Discussing everything Toronto Raptors. And this is going to be a hectic week, Raptors fans. A lot of rumors. Who knows what's rumor and what's reality, but at least it's going to end at the end of this week because the trade deadline is on Thursday. And in case you missed it, they asked Kyle Lowry about it after last night's game. And Lowry said, what's that day? I just know it's my birthday. I don't know about it being anything else. Is that Kyle Lowry being coy because he knows something we don't? I don't know. But either way, the way this Raptors team is playing, something's got to give. As they fall 117-99, losing their ninth straight game. They also fall to 1-8 on the second night of back-to-backs this season. That is last in the NBA. And they play on Wednesday. They play, or sorry, yeah, they play on Friday. And then there's another back-to-back next weekend. It's just, I mean, the Raps are in a tough spot here. And I'm interested to see how this plays out. Because as we know, sometimes with the NBA... It gets very exciting with the things off the court 
as much as things on the court. Either way, we'll be here to break it down on this Wrap It Up podcast. And of course, as I said, my name is Sheldon Alexander. Like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. That's Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, and of course on YouTube. Tell your friends, share the pod, share the love. I'm sure if you have friends who are Raptors fans, they probably need this safe space to discuss their feelings. <laughs> discuss what's going on because it's tough times in Raptor land. I'm just here to try to help. And I'd like to thank you guys again for tuning in and always joining me and helping me through this time as well. Because it's tough. But at the end of the day, can't take it away. The Raptors will still forever be NBA champions. And yes, I miss Kawhi. Maybe, you know, as the losing streak continues, we'll just reminisce about the Raptors championship year. Maybe that's all we have now at this point. I don't know. But tune in next time to find out. My name is Sheldon Alexander, and as I always say, I used to pray for times like this to rhyme like this. This is the Wrap It Up on Blast Raps postgame show, as always, unpolished and unapologetic. Until next time, see ya. Boom, blast.